Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Okay, you guys, welcome to this bonus episode of Dunzo. Um, if you're listening to this, you're obviously probably either locked in your house or apartment or you're like coming from or leaving the grocery store. Like you're in some sort of like stressful situation where you think that you could die next month. And I know a lot of people are releasing like quarantine content. And in my mind, the only thing that I want to do when I'm trapped inside my house, especially during a quarantine where I'm forced to, is watch a sexual thriller. There's no other option. There's nothing that I want more in my life. And I know that many of you feel the same way. So today, I'm doing something that I've wanted to do for so long, and I'm doing it with somebody that I care, love and cherish and care about very, very much. Uh, my best friend, Katie Calvin, is here. Hi, Katie. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Troy. And we are both locked in our apartments, and we're going to be talking today about wild things. And <laughs> I'm dying. We've been talking about this for so long. The 1998 classic, Wild Things. <laughs> We're the only people in the entire country right now hunkering down and talking about wild things in the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking about doing a Wild Things episode since, like, probably since before I had a podcast. We yeah. were like, we need a platform to talk extensively about wild things. And this is it. Um, First of all, how is your, like, quarantining going? Like, how is your, like, bunker happening? I mean, it's great. I've been working from home since last Tuesday because, mm -hmm. um, not to brag, but, no, my building uh, <laughs> my building had a, a rumor. There was a big rumor that went around that somebody in our building had uh, been tested, had tested positive for corona. So it basically shut everything down. So we've been, um, I've been home since last week. And um, I finally gotten into a work from home routine this week. Last week, I had basically never brushed my teeth, washed my hair. <laughs> um, but this week, I'm really getting the hang of it. And um, I'm down. I've also gotten a lot of liquor delivery. So yeah. I've um, been drinking a lot of wine and making some dirty martinis. Me and my dog. That's it. I love that. I love. What's your food situation? What are you eating? Oh. Troy, you know I'm like stocked to the nine. <laughs> First of all, Troy, as you know, Troy and I are big time like foodies. We like to cook. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to the grocery store last Friday at, I'm not kidding. I went to the grocery store at 9 a.m. And thinking that like, okay, you know, it's not, things are getting a little hairy, but like I'll get there like really early. It'll be fine. I'm going to yeah. my hidden grocery store, my like little hidden gem. And uh, I get there and it was a madhouse, as you can yeah. There was literally no meat besides corned beef <laughs> and like giant roasts, like $25 roasts. So um, I picked up, I was able to get like one package of ground beef and I got a big pork butt roast, which like is in the freezer right now. And hopefully I'll figure out what I'm going to do with that. And then I've got a ton of snacks and of course, alcohol. So I'm pretty, I'm in pretty good shape. Um, I'm not too bad. And then also uh, Jersey City 
is still doing a lot of delivery. So if yeah, I yeah. do, you know, if I want anything else, I can just always get delivery. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. the, so the day that Katie and I both went grocery shopping, we were like swapping like PTSD stories, like old war vets. <laughs> and uh, we were both were like at the same time, like, are you noticing a ton of corned beef at the store? Is it like, did, no, did nobody want corned beef across the country? And it's like what we're left with now. Like that's what we'll have like when the world ends is just a ton of salty meat. <laughs> Thank God that is St. Patrick's Day and they just, the grocery store stocked up on that corned beef. I know. There's so, I just made one. I literally have two. How is it? It was amazing. It my tongue hurts from the salt, but like it was incredible. I love corned beef. It is so delicious. Um, well, we should like get into this movie. I'm I I've watched it twice. I watched it once last night, and then I woke up and like kind of just skimmed it today just to see if I missed anything. I mean, as if. But uh, <laughs> what is your like personal relationship to this movie to Wild Things? <laughs> Um, (laughs) wild things was everything to me when i in 1998 like 1998 katie first of all set the scene um nev campbell was basically my style icon in the 90s so i tried to follow anything and everything that she did hair wise i would say um so when wild things came out and she had that like red hair which i know supposed to be like trashy if you right yeah in quotes like I want that and I obviously got it like I got like red highlights in my hair because of wild things and also um again you know I always say every movie is a sexual awakening for me but this movie in particular you know Matt Dillon yeah he I felt I had a uh, you know I felt some things with (laughs) with wild things I mean first of all let me just say that I what Nev Campbell is such a safe like bet for you because like you guys are basically the same person I know and that's why I always I'm like if Nev's doing it yeah (laughs) if Nev can pull it off I mean honestly like I love that for you I can pull it off obviously I can (laughs) Nev's doing chunky red highlights I'm doing chunky red highlights (laughs) (laughs) oh But no, same. I mean, this is like, I think that if you are somebody who was born, you know, during a certain time, this movie, along with many others, is like in this very specific group that is like, it just kicked your like hormones into a manic overdrive, basically. Like you just couldn't help but be like, oh, I'm hitting puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Whether I like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) um but it's also so specific like wild things is interesting to me because it is like you and I talked about this a lot but like it is like such a homoerotic sexual thriller and it's obviously very like male gazy of course Mm -hmm. um in the way that any movie like this would be in 1998 but it's not like obviously it's not trying to like reinvent the wheel it's like girls with big boobs jump like jiggling around and like kissing but you know it's all like I don't know. It's 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 like it's it's different than all the other like sexual thrillers that came out around that time. Like it has its own. You know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. I mean, it. I think the best way to put it is like I think that Wild Things knew coming out of the gate that it wasn't it wasn't winning any awards, mm-hmm. and they knew that it wasn't 
like as like one of the okay I'll, I'll get into some of the trivia okay. one of the pieces was with Denise Richards when she auditioned they're like she wasn't really that good and then she came in and auditioned a second time they're like she was a lot better the second time still not great but they knew that like no matter what she was like beautiful right. and they like get like a hot girl out of it and I feel like that's kind of uh how the movie <laughs> I feel like that's the basis of the movie, if you will. Pretty much. Um, And they just got, they got really lucky. And it actually, in my opinion, turned out to be like a pretty good movie. Yes, watching it now, it's a, doesn't hold up. Right. But um, there's a lot of triggering things in this movie. But um, at the time, what a time. What a time to be alive, to watch Wild Twelve years old. My God, to for, to know uh, an aunt or a grandparent or something with an HBO package, honey. Oh God. Oh my God, and be up at like twelve thirty, and and from yeah. from the spare bedroom here, <laughs> like quietly from the TV. Your eyes just glowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't blinked in an hour and thirteen minutes. <laughs> um. And then, like, obviously, it's, like, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, you and I, I sent you this article, um, this BuzzFeed article about, like, the homoeroticism of wild things and how, like, you know, it is a movie that, as a young gay teenager, I was watching this and thinking, is Kevin Bacon going to kiss Matt Dillon? Like, are they, is this a thing? Yeah. And I grew up thinking I was the only one who thought that. And then I got older and realized that all gay men like wild things, of course. <laughs> of course. Story of my life where I think that I'm like so unique. <laughs> and then I'm like, Kylie Minogue's my favorite singer. And it was like, girl. <laughs> Nobody else does. Yeah. It's just a me thing. <laughs> um, but like so many people felt that way. But I feel like you are to assume that everybody in the movie is sleeping together to some extent. I think Bill Murray and the female detective Gloria uh, are the only people who aren't like sexually active in the movie. And even she almost gets fucked by Matt Dillon. Yeah. If that, what was it? What happened to the phone ring? Oh no, the, there was like a taxi that came. Yeah. He was like snake charming her. I was like, oh my God. I would have given, I would have liked to see that scene happen to be honest. Me too. I thought, every time I watch it, I'm like, does she fuck him in this hotel? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. Does she have something on I remember? <laughs> I also think it's interesting. The setting of this movie is interesting to me because it takes place in South Florida. I know, it's such a random location. Of all places. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It really, you would never think of it, but it actually does lend itself really well to a sexual thriller. Perfect. Um, it's perfect. Like, everybody's like, you know, I'm going to use this word, but everybody's, like, very moist through the whole thing. Yes, you know, everybody's... A little glisten. Yeah. Wet, and, you know, it's just, like, a constant, like, you know, everybody's just constantly, like, a little hot all the time. Yeah. Like, sexy, it makes it very sexy, like, adds to it, for sure. There's a do in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, like, the more, like, posh, like, there's, like, the posh part of town that's, like, the boating community side. Yeah. And then there's the other side of town that's like foggy and swampy. The gator wrestling side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't know, this movie heavily fits into both those worlds. Um, and I like that it starts off in like the posh, like like Blue Bay. And yeah. then like you go down to like the seedy part where there's just like neon signs everywhere. I know. It is the best. Also, I 
just want to backtrack for a second. When we talk about the opening of the movie and the fonts, by the way, oh, I mean, everything. Are we, can we talk? <laughs> but um, I forgot that Bill Murray was in this movie. Me too. I forget every time I watch it. <laughs> And for those who don't know, like, I'm, like, a really big Bill Murray fan. Yeah, like. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God. I forgot Bill Murray, like, owed Kevin Bacon a favor and did this movie. (laughs) I thought about you as soon. I was like, I wonder if Katie, like, remembers that he's, like, the comedic foil of this film. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was amazing. And then also, um, odd that Robert Wagner is in the movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, huh, Robert Wagner is in this weird movie. Not a weird movie, but in this like amazing movie. But like, you know, let's not forget that he's like embroiled in a forever scandal of like, did he, didn't he? I know. Wife in like, I don't think it was the Florida Everglades, but like in a swampy, dark water area. Yeah. I was just like, this is a little too on the nose. It is really weird that he's in it. Like, aside from that extremely obvious, like, awkward thing, it's like, he doesn't even, like, you wait for him to have some sort of, like, moment where it's like, oh, okay, so, like, that's why he's in the movie. Yeah. He never really does. He literally is just, like, a bit character side part, like, nothing. Yeah, he's just, I, I yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, well, he's, like, gonna be the lawyer who, like, prosecutes Mr. Lombardo. Yeah. And he isn't. <laughs> he's not anything. <laughs> he's just, like, a guy who's in it twice. It's yeah, like, okay. like, you're ruined in this town. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be come back to the, the Blue Bay Country Club. Yeah. Okay. Is Blue Bay a real place? Or is this made up, right? I don't know. I, I'd like to think it, I'd like to think it's made up, but I love the name. Me too. It's so lifetimey. I hope it's made up. Blue Bay. <laughs> um well, and then I also forgot to say that uh so the last time Katie and I did like a, a sexual thriller together, we just kind of like quickly went over the movie and then went to a baby shower <laughs> um but this time we're actually going to be talking right yeah us girls <laughs> um but we're actually going to be talking about the whole movie this time like bit by bit and i don't know i'm do you ready to get started i'm really excited yeah i'm ready okay um so let's like just really quickly before we get into it let's just like just quickly speak about where our main characters were just like career-wise at this time like the the main three Mm -hmm. um nev by this point was like in a massive career high i think technically nev would have been like the the biggest name not biggest technically but biggest like the one that young people would flock to the theater to see right yeah i would yes definitely i mean she was the the headline for sure for sure she had just done Scream one. She had just finished Scream two. It was released the year prior, and then she was in the craft. I think I think that's enough that all of us were like, yeah, like that's like my whole childhood right there. You just said it. I literally like consider me there. I say my childhood, but like my whole like formative years. Yeah, it's all Nev. Um, Denise. Uh, I mean, she would have been known at this particular time for Starship Troopers, and that's pretty much it. Before that, she was just like hot girl number 16 on every show like married with children and stuff like bikini girl four um on like doogie hauser or whatever um so this was a massive massive come up for her obviously it gave her a a career it's like why she's on housewives which is insane i know um and then matt dillon is matt dillon i mean he he was iconic he had already been acting for like a decade at this point or more than a decade 
Um, he had just done In and Out, which was hugely successful. I mean, he was like an icon at this point, I would say, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was a hard, I mean, outsiders. Yeah. You know, he was like an absolute heartthrob at this point. Before that, you know, he was a big deal for sure. God, Matt Dillon is underrated today. My one hundred percent underrated. I actually wrote in my notes. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. These are the first things I wrote. Florida Everglades, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote sexy ass Matt Dillon. <laughs> oh my god, that's like literally my whole notes, like written in blood. Um. <laughs> So the movie's title sequence happens while panning over the bayou, um, <laughs> just to kind of let, like, let, first of all, it's 40 minutes long. Yeah, it's the longest <laughs> opening. <laughs> and it's, like, to let you know, like, what kind of movie this is. Like, it's swampy, there's a lot of mystery, like, you know, the swamp holds all the secrets for these people. Um, mm. And <laughs> I also like it because it's not often that you see, like, suburban dramas take place in swamps like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just into that. Um, and the movie starts with Matt Dillon. He's like walking through what I, I think could possibly be the most 90s class ever. <laughs> like the most 90s group of people to ever exist. And they're all like whispering about how hot he is. The girls are saying the craziest shit. <laughs> there he is. I want to fuck you, Mr. Lombardo. Like, is this just like okay at this school? Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but if we were all like fucking grinding our bodies against the wall at our teacher that was walking by, like somebody would say something. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like okay that everybody wants to fuck him and eventually does fuck him, apparently. Yeah. Yes. He's <laughs> just like fine. Um, and this is the first time we see Denise Richards, aka Kelly Van Ryan. Now, I'll be honest with you, I wrote my notes as the names of the characters in the movie because they're so good. Ah, me. So I did the same thing. Okay, thank God. Kelly Van Ryan. I only I call her that the whole time, by the way. <laughs> I know. Van Ryan. What a great last name. So lifetimey, so 90s, so amazing. Um, so this is the first time that Kelly Van Ryan and Matt Dillon, a.k.a. Mr. Lombardo, are in the same room. I have to say like this, Mr. Lombardo. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Lombardo. <laughs> and she's like walking by him and like doing the same thing. She's like looking him up and she's basically tweaking her nipples at him. Yeah. Like everybody is just physically throwing themselves at him constantly. Um and uh, they're all hot for teacher. They all want to fuck the teacher. All the women in the town have fucked him. It's fine that the female students fuck him and they're all underage. Yeah. Um, and he's also, like, very aware of it, which is, like, a big part of his character in the movie. And we also see Swamp Queen, Nev Campbell, a.k.a. Susie Toller. <laughs> and she's just giving you that disgruntled teen, like, middle finger, like, licking her lips realness. <laughs> she's un- incredible. I mean... What is the, what's the line that, that Kelly says? Where'd you get those shoes? Whores for less. Like, (laughs) thank you. I also think like, obviously if you want Nev Campbell on crack, like you watch Scream, but like Wild Things is really Nev Campbell giving you a lot of Nev Campbellisms, which like I have a lot of notes about. Yeah, me too. You and (laughs) I, I should pre, I should bring this up before we get any deeper. So Katie and I are obviously obsessed with Nev Campbell. 
And I've talked on the podcast before about how Katie and I are obsessed with Nev Campbell's Nev Campbellisms, which are very specific, her whimpering breath, her like quivering lip, her always touching her hand to her forehead. And there's just a lot of it in this movie. And it's it's, amazing. It's it's amazing. So good. It's a lot of like, "Mm, mm, like a lot of like just weird, I don't know. You know how she like does her like shoulder raises kind of where she like, like a little like, don't touch me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. She like contorts her body weird. I literally get goosebumps. Um, So there's two police officers at the school and they're giving an assembly on sex crimes, which is led by uh, Mr. Lombardo. And we see Susie get up and say um, that the male, basically like her and the male cop played by Kevin Bacon had this weird like tension. And she says, so you're like, there's something going on between them. In my mind, I'm like, oh, he fucked her. Cause that's what this movie is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you assume it'll be. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so post assembly, Mr. Lombardo is cleaning his boat with a student named Jimmy next to the Jimbo. cheerleaders. Yeah, Jimbo. And the, the cheerleaders are, they're practicing their cheers in the football field. And Denise is practicing for Mr. Lombardo. Just eye fucking the shit out of him the whole time. <laughs> is like Cheshire cat smiling her boobs are bouncing everywhere she's hip thrusting she's smiling so big and making direct eye talk eye contact with him which I don't blame her yeah me either um so Kelly like saunters over and asks for a ride home and she also brings up the student car wash which the cheerleaders apparently do every year to raise money also very important to remember to the plot of the movie later and this is like basically the event that the whole movie revolves around now i don't know about you we did like student car washes at my school but the one thing that we didn't do was go to our teacher's house never and wash their car in their driveway never um especially not in the white shorts and (laughs) matching white tee um i never never did that very um i mean i probably would have loved to for certain teachers but like we had, I would say my high school had some like really good looking male teachers. Really? Yeah, we were very blessed. That's lucky. I did not have that. <laughs> yeah. Our teachers were all old, just old white guys that were like veiny and mean. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they made me who I'm is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so when they're in the car, you can tell that she's like annoyed that Jimbo is there. Um, that he ended up coming along. And she's, like, giving him all these, like, really iconic, just, like, Denise Richards, like, Lifetime movie bitch glares. Like, she's, like, evil smizing at him. Um, And, like, I don't know, I could never, there were certain, like, scenes in this movie, like, this one in particular, where I'm, like, was that, like, did they bring him along so that they have, like, a witness? Like, was that what all of that is about? Like, they just, like, do things on purpose. Like, her bringing her friend to his house. You know, I never there's like a witness. Witness? Like, yes. I bet, yes, that's exactly what it is. I didn't ever, I not ever thought about that. But like, because it's all so intricate and so planned, I bet that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, everything's like thought out so intensely. I'm like, there's no way that they just like so happen to have people around. Um, but they drive past Susie, whose beat up Volkswagen Beetle won't start. And she's kneeled down in front of it. And she's like doing the thing that people do in movies where 
they like jiggle something in the car and it's like and it just like is on yeah like try it again yeah yeah exactly and then you shut the hood and and wipe your hands together yes and of course she's like they're always like really hot girls yeah exactly i know how to do that stuff i would never know with like a campy car yeah yes it's like oh like a 70s era dirty like beat up yellow beetle cool yeah (laughs) um and mr lombardo asks her if she needs a ride home she ends up like fixing her car so she doesn't and that's where denise says where'd you get those shoes whores for less (laughs) and then Susie like gives her the middle finger and like rattles her tongue at her like flicks her tongue out it's it's a lot it's great it is we hadn't seen yet so it was like taken aback a little bit by it oh good point yeah because, like, all the, the whole time up to this, she had been, like, a good girl in movies. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. And, like, The Craft, yes, she wasn't necessarily, like, a good girl, but she wasn't bad either. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't like this. She wasn't like, this is a new Nev that we're seeing, a new sexually liberated Nev. Exactly. This is Vicky Valancourt Nev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she, like, rattles her tongue at people when she's mad because she's, like, the swamp princess. I love it. Um... <laughs> And this establishes, by the way, that Susie and Mr. Lombardo and Kelly exist in the same, like, they have some sort of tie to each other. They exist in each other's universes somehow, because it's like, why, in your mind, if you've never seen this, you're like, why does, why does Mr. Lombardo offer her a ride home to, like, mean Swamp Girl? And, like, why does, uh, does Kelly even, like, know her? Mm-hmm. Um, and when they arrive at Kelly's mansion, her mom walks out in their on their balcony in a silk robe and underwear. And she tries to like seduce Mr. Lombardo to come in and have a drink, aka fuck her. Yeah. Enter Sandra Van Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most overacting. Over the top. Over the top. Like she's a Halloween costume, this woman. Yeah. It was hilarious. I mean, as soon as she entered on the, into this movie it was like okay yeah, yeah and there's like moments where she's southern there's moments where she's like not there's moments where she gives you valley girl you're just like don't know where to please her it was <laughs> she was yeah she overacted she overacted the shit out of this movie and i'm thankful for it yeah in the best way i mean yeah, like, yeah you couldn't ask for anything more yeah. um but she like is basically making it clear in front of her daughter like i want to fuck him and it, it establishes several things. For one thing, Kelly is like the wealthy cheerleader cliche. Um, she's a mom who may or may not be an active parent. And her mom has a sexual history with Mr. Lombardo. Kelly is very clearly in love with Mr. Lombardo. So then it's like getting, we're only like two minutes in. And like the movie is already so interesting to me. Yes. We've learned a lot about all of the characters. Yeah. Um, and we don't know what at this point yet, like, who has hooked up with each other and who's really sleeping together. Like, we just know that there's weird, unspoken tension. And um, and that Mr. Lombardo's basically fucked every woman we've seen so far. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the women who aren't, who haven't fucked him are begging to be fucked. Yeah, they really want it. <laughs> They're very, like, like vocal about that. <laughs> um, and then the next scene, which is, like, what this movie basically revolves around, 
Kelly shows up to Mr. Lombardo's house to wash his car for the fundraiser with another cheerleader. And Mr. Lombardo was there with this girl that he's been dating from the country club. Robert um, Ragnar's daughter. Yeah, who, like, That's only... This whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just this girl's dad. And the girl only talks, like, twice. Yes. Um, and again, like, I could be reading too much into it, but I was like, I feel like he had her there specifically to see Kelly come over. Yeah. Um, because she was like the only well, then the cheerleader friend, they were like the only witnesses. But I mean, this is like one of the most iconic scenes of the entire film like Denise Richards washing the Jeep, white shorts, soaking wet, white t shirt. I want what I want playing in the background. <laughs> I want what I want. <laughs> it could not be more 1998. We are living in a fantasy. Yes. <laughs> it's so good and the girls are like doing like just montage car wash stuff where they're like jiggling their hips back and forth and it's like who does that when they wash a car okay and like all, there's like the, my favorite part of that whole scene is like when they pan out and there's like two young boys and they're like, <laughs> like watching them <laughs> they like stop shooting hoopies to watch for a couple minutes watch these girls like have sex in the driveway for no reason <laughs> I wrote that in my notes, too. I love that. Because <laughs> it's funny. I'll, well, I'll get into it in a minute, but there's a really funny thing that happens after. Um, so Denise ends up telling her friend to, like, leave so that she can go in the house and fuck Mr. Lombardo. And we get a really, another really iconic shot of uh, Denise Richards, who at this point looks like she's just taken the bucket of soapy water and poured it on her head. Yeah. Like, she's... Water wet. Water <laughs> dripping on the floor she's like a like a, a Loch Ness monster like she brought yeah. in so much water from just <laughs> washing the car um and she's standing really shy and like a coy like baby girl and the scene fades to black and then the next time we see her she's running out of the house with her shirt ripped and it just always makes me laugh that the boys it's like the boys that like the 12 year olds that were like watching them before they like wa- stopped to watch them watch the car but then as she's running down the street with her short ripped, like, clearly in distress, they, like, can't be bothered. I know. <laughs> They're like, ah, her boobs are dry now. I know. Like, we don't get anymore. Um, and then the next day, uh, Mrs., Mrs. Van Ryan, Kelly's mom gets a call from school while she's theatrically fucking her boyfriend to Love yes. Machine. Again, over the top. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I don't know any two people, and I'll never forget, you could see his ball sack. And when I was a teenager, I thought that that was crazy. That really is crazy, though. I mean, when you think about it. Yeah. I was like, he's in her. I thought it was real. Like, real. I know. It probably was, honestly. I know. (laughs) I could see that woman being like, put it in. I know. (laughs) So she, um, she calls Mr. Lombardo to ask, like, where her daughter's been and why she wasn't at school. And uh, also, again, to try and convince him to come over and fuck. And um, she's like, I haven't been, I don't remember what she says exactly, but she's like, I haven't had a man please me since you. And she's like, currently her boyfriend's like in her body. <laughs> um, and she reads him to filth and tell him that, she tells him that he's like worth nothing but sex and that like his looks will dry out and that he should enjoy it while he has it because the only thing that people want from him is his dick. Like, just 
crazy. As her daughter is missing, by the way. Yeah, she didn't report to school that day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it turns out that baby girl is in the background skeet shooting her aggressions out. Just Don't like any, I mean, like, who isn't a wealthy girl from Florida that skeet shirts, shoots when they're angry over oh, their late? I know, I do. Every time I skip school, I always skeet you. <laughs> and she, I love this part, too. Um, also establishes, by the way, that they have a gun, a shotgun in the house. This will also come up later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will say, by the way, like, this movie does a really good job of, like, covering its tracks. Like, mm-hmm. you have to watch it a couple times to see all the things. Like, I still see things that I'm like, oh, okay. Um, like, it's a confusing first watch, but if you watch it more than once, like, they really cover... I know. There aren't many loopholes. There really aren't. They actually do a really good job of <clears throat> basically telling the story and then, like, being able to tie it back, which is not an easy feat for a lot of movies so they did a good job of that i will say yeah especially with like a convoluted movie like this that has a crazy so many twists and turns right i mean at the end it's twists every what would you say like 10 minutes there's like another story change yeah it was non-stop it's non-stop and then even in the well we'll get to it but even in the credits it's like oh okay oh my god yeah more twists when the movie's over yeah (laughs) (laughs) you've like watched past the credits to know how the movie really ends yeah um so kelly's mom confronts her in their pool house about why she chose to skip school and like why she's being so aggressive with the shotgun and they try and establish that her mom is like emotionally absent in kelly's life like she she doesn't know how to console her daughter um she feels uncomfortable showing her affection like she goes to touch kelly's shoulder and like recoils back because she like can't bring herself to do it You can't like touch her at all. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's some good character development. It's like, oh, okay, so this is why Kelly is like a cold, evil, calculated, mean bitch. Cause it's like she's her mom. Yeah. Um, she's a poor little rich girl cliche. And uh like even at at one point she goes, Kelly goes, I don't know if this is played for laughs, but uh Kelly goes, I miss dad. Yeah. Her mom goes, Well, Kelly, he didn't have to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> So ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but she ends up telling her mom that Sam Lombardo raped her. And her mom's response is in my top three favorite things of the entire movie. Sam Lombardo? Yeah. Like the way she says his name is so... I'm just like, girl, are you from the south of Texas or I, it was, California? It's ridiculous. Sam Lombardo? <laughs> But also you could tell that it wasn't that she was really mad about it, that it happened to her daughter. It was that it was Sam Lombardo. Yeah. She's like literally jealous. She's jealous. Yeah. She's like, you fucked her? Yeah. Like even um, in, the, in the court scene, she's like, how could he do this to me? I know. <laughs> I, I want to spin off with just her mom. I know. Me too. Um, so then they go to the police station and her mom slams her fist on the table and says, she says, my daughter does not get raped in Blue Bay. Like, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And the police examine Kelly's confession video. And her story is that Mr. Lombardo forced himself on her. She said no. One thing led to another and he ended up assaulting her. And um, at the end, he told her, in quotes, 
no little girl could ever make me come, which is oddly important later to the story. Um, <laughs> makes me uncomfortable to say, but um, <laughs> I'm like beginning of quote. I know. <laughs> and again, like not to give this movie too much credit, but like you can understand how at least one smart cop would be like, well, that was weird. Like the confessional yeah. was so melodramatic. Mm-hmm. and the female cop Gloria who is also at the school assembly at the beginning of the film she's Kevin Baker Kevin Bacon's partner what <laughs> having a stroke <laughs> Kevin Baker's <laughs> um she's the only one who doesn't believe the story she thinks that Denise Richards is like overacting and um I'm sorry but that checks out to me like that the guys would watch this and be like wow the one cop goes wow no little girl could ever make me come. Huh, well, book him. Like, they yeah. didn't, like, think twice about, like, going into, like, what happened, like, the circumstance. They were just like, well, that's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also important to note that, yeah, her partner is Kevin Bacon, so they, like, work in tandem this whole movie. And word has now gotten out that Mr. Lombardo is the talk of the town. Like, not only does he have a reputation for already, like, fucking everybody, but now he's like i mean and also by the way the van the van ryan family is the most prominent most wealthy family in blue bay they basically own this town right um so for that reason like mr lombardo was like desperate to find a lawyer who will represent him up against this family that you're guaranteed to lose against and he ends up finding a neck brace lawyer played by bill murray (laughs) bill murray you can almost you can guarantee that a neck brace lawyer is going to be like funny in a movie anyway i know i have of course you know i know it was i great. love it i was happy to see him i was happy to see him in the movie he did a good i thought he was actually my notes said bill murray is amazing in this <laughs> me too that's i i said he's genuinely funny and he added a lightness to the movie for me yes it was good it was really good <laughs> his scenes all feel very like sort of like unscripted like he was allowed to just kind of like play around and do whatever he wanted a little bit yeah um and sam now sam lombardo is also fully like blackballed from blue bay he's no longer allowed to visit the country clubs the students no longer you know like they don't respect him anymore he's getting paper airplanes flown through his window that have obscene drawings um that was a paper airplane (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> and like by the way weird. I guess I missed it I was like why does he have this weird drawing <laughs> well his window was like 40 feet high yeah <laughs> for one thing and then it was just like wish woo, and like landed <laughs> right in front of him on the desk I was like what the hell um but it's a, a picture that somebody drew of him of uh Denise Richards giving him a blowjob in front of a a sex ed sign um meta <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so yeah, he he's been regulated now to like the swampy part of town. That's all like, you know, gross and motels and stuff. Like Troy said, neon lights. Yeah, it's a very like neon light area. <laughs> and uh, while driving home from the bar, he gets run off the road by Sandra Van Ryan's houseboy. And they have this really hot like fist fight in the swamp next to some hungry gators. I thought it was a nice touch. Yeah, it was a nice touch. I was like, this is hot. Like it was hot. It hit, that houseboy is really hot. I know. 
<laughs> oh my god I never cared about him when I was younger but now I was like oh my god I know <laughs> I know and by the way we're calling him houseboy because at the beginning of the movie Denise says which houseboy is that and her mom goes whichever one I want <laughs> in that exact tone <laughs> <laughs> and she's like walking around the house in a bathing suit and heels and like a silk robe and a silk robe yeah. <laughs> okay that's a look. And like the 90s bathing suits that are actually not cool, but like all like really hot cut, like awesome. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Like it's like under her, the straps are like under her belly button. Um, so then the next day, Bill Murray visits uh, Mr. Lombardo and he, his sh- uh, window is shattered out of his front door. And when he comes to like answer the door, he's all like swollen. He's got like, he got beaten up by the houseboy. And uh, he tells Mr. Lombardo that he found dirt on Kelly Van Ryan that apparently when her dad passed away she ran away from home and had a mental breakdown and was found all coked out in one of the motels in the seedy part of town um and then the next scene the two detectives pay a visit to Susie's house and I love this because for me like this is like this is basically where we get removed from like the blue bay like you know that like area and we're like introduced to like Susie's town, which is like the swamp town. It's my favorite part of the movies. Yeah, because um, we we've basically been in Kelly's world like the whole movie up to this point. Yeah. And yeah. now we're about to meet Susie's family, which really yeah. is the best part of the whole movie. It is the best part. I love it so much. <laughs> um so when they arrive at Susie's house, her brother is doing doing his like gator tricks outside. <laughs> uh because I guess it's like his job is he like just fucks with his gator in the yard. Yeah. And people come pay and watch him through it. Yeah. And uh, her mom, like, saunters outside with a cigarette stuck to her lip. And she tells Kevin Bacon, you know where to find her. Yeah. Which is, like, you know, doubling down that, like, why would he come there and, like, know where her, like, room yes, is? they have a history. Yeah. And it just gets more weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorite Neff Campbell scenes literally in the history of her career. Like I said earlier, she's really just giving you every single ounce of Nev Campbell that you came here to, that you paid for. Like, yes, it's her highlight reel for sure. Like, oh, oh my God, beyond. Mm-hmm. She's like touching her forehead. She's like quivering and shit. She's oh, doing weird body stuff. And um, Susie apparently spends most of her time like in a trailer, her bedroom is a trailer that's like tucked away from the world. And she's of course listening to I'm Not an Addict because it's 1998 and she's yeah. a swamp girl or whatever. She's a stoner. Yeah, she's smoking a little joint. <laughs> and it turns out um, that Susie was the one who called for the cops to come over. And she immediately asks if Mr. Lombardo has been arrested. Um, she ends up telling them that Mr. Lombardo raped her as well, except that he told her no little bitch could ever make me come. Can you confirm for me if Denise Richards or her is supposed to be 17? They are, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not 18. Okay. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because it's like, I never understood if they were supposed to be like seniors and they're like, they are 18 or if they are 17. But then later that guy calls him, he calls him like a chicken licker. Oh, gross. That guy uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I just assumed they were 17. Maybe they, they could be 18, but they're seniors in high school. 
Yeah, I think they are supposed to be underage. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I? Oh, and this is where we get the iconic moment of Gloria, the cop, like going to hold Susie's shoulder to like console her because she's like really upset. And she gives her the don't touch me. I, my notes in quotes, don't touch me. And then Nev pretending to punch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. She like holds her knuckles. Yeah, her arm. It's like the most ridiculous, like nobody would ever punch like that in a million years. Like, yeah. By your ear. Yeah. (laughs) Don't touch me. It's like so Nev. Oh, I have goosebumps even thinking about it. Um, so Sam Lombardo is like also currently in jail and the media has now picked up on the story. So there's like swarms of reporters in Blue Bay. Everybody's talking about it. One of the reporters outside the courtroom um, says that Sandra Van Ryan, Kelly's mom, is a real estate heiress. So we finally know like why they're wealthy and like why they have so much prominence in this town. Um, she also calls Susie the girl from the other side of the tracks, which I thought was just like a nice little touch. Yeah, I like um, that. <laughs> right? No. Exactly. And this is the poor one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it so wasn't they, already clear, like, yeah. the way that they, like, go about it with their outfits and their, like, looks and everything, like. Susie's literally wearing denim shorts and combat boots to court. And is, like, sitting in her, like, when she's, like, testifying with her, like, leg up. On the yeah. <laughs> like, spitting her nails out on the. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, Kelly is wearing like a full head to toe like suit like a business suit yes buttoned up (laughs) so the trial again is like one of the more iconic moments I think of the movie Mm -hmm. I remember not that I like feel like I'm old enough to remember the previews for this movie but I do remember seeing this clip play a lot like the courtroom clip where she throws the glass yes like that was like a repeated moment all the time um but (laughs) so Kelly Van Ryan is testifying. She's the per- the first person to take the stand. She's like weeping. She's weeping just like she was in the police video. And I'll be honest with you, it's moments like this that make it a little hard for me to find the line between Denise Richards being a terrible actor and Kelly Van Ryan being a bad actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Because, like, is she trying to actually sell it, or is she trying to be Kelly Van Ryan? Yeah. Bad actor. Right. And I'm like, I don't think Denise Richards is, like, a complex enough actor to be, like, I'm giving you, like, like fake sobbing. I think she just is bad at crying. Yeah. Because this is no different than how she cried when she was, like, but she was acting then too. Maybe Denise Richards is really just like the greatest actress of all time. Loki. Yeah, we're just sleeping on her. She's actually- <laughs> Yeah, she's more than looks. <laughs> um, so she tells the prosecutor that she begged him to stop and that he raped her on the floor of a shitty house. And she like, of course, wins the hearts of the jury. Everybody's like hanging their heads and they're all like giving him dirty looks and people yeah. are really upset. And yeah, done. Yeah, like, it's over with, like, this beautiful angel just got up and testified. And then Susie is the next to take the stand the following day. And during his questioning, Bill Murray brings up that Mr. Lombardo was the first person Susie called freshman year uh, when she got arrested for shoplifting. And she also called him when she was arrested for possession of narcotics recently. 
which is super important to the story. And um, he paints a picture to the jury that she basically was punishing him because she felt abandoned by this person that was like protecting her. And um, he wears her down and he asks her again under oath if she was really raped and she hesitates and just gives you all these Nev Campbell faces. Mm-hmm. And um, she says this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of like convulsions and like lip quivering and like her character in this movie, like I think Nev developed like some weird hand thing in this movie <laughs> yes. where she like brings her hand up, like you said, towards her ear and like contorts her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it right now. You can't me, too. me too. <laughs> We're both in silence, just like contorting our fingers. Like, yeah. <laughs> just doing anything that Nev does, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, so she tells the jury that she, um, this wasn't her idea and that he didn't rape her and that he didn't do anything. She tells the jury that she felt abandoned by him and that he deserted her when she needed him and he left her to rot in jail. And um, now we understand that Kevin Bacon obviously was the cop that arrested her and locked her up and it's like every 10 minutes there's just like more to these people's relationships and i really seriously feel like they do now mind you you and i have both watched the movie literally 400 times yeah but even still i'm like i don't know i think the character development is really good yeah it is really good and again it just gets more complex as the movie goes forward yeah another layer and another layer and another layer yeah it's like they spoon we're not even like i know towards the end of this movie i know and there's already been like five twists yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they yeah they do a good job of giving you just like little tiny bits of info that -hmm. make you think like you've figured out like what you know what the the whodunit's gonna be and then you kind of like change your focus which i guess is like the whole point of this like noir style of film this is like a fake noir film which i love yeah same um so Susie, she also admits that kelly van ryan is in love with sam lombardo and that she's been in love with him since her dad died and that mr lombardo was the entire basically her whole world until she found out that her mom was fucking him and then she lost her shit which is like supposed to be a part of the story but is also true yes um we get some really, really iconic acting from Denise Richards where she picks up, um, she like, first of all, breaks her like Blue Bay princess victim alter personality. She like just stops crying. Like her mean face comes back. Yes. And she's like, you skanky bitch. <laughs> she says the word skanky. I skanky. like it. Ugh. No 90s. I know. You skanky bitch. I got to bring back skanky. I love that. I know. It does feel like if somebody were to call me that today, I'd feel like I'd be extremely offended. Yeah. It sounds so harsh. It does. It means so much. Yeah. You know? You really, there's a lot of hatred behind it. Yeah. Just call me a cunt and don't like, don't don't foreplay me. But she throws like a drinking glass at Kelly's or at uh, Susie's head. And uh, the Van Ryan family establishes on the way home that they basically have like no choice but to settle and give Mr. Lombardo whatever he wants financially. And that this is the only thing that they can do to keep their daughter out of jail because she's like committed um, perjury and she like lied under oath. Mm -hmm. So she would basically go to prison for the rest of her life. So... The next time we see Sam Lombardo, he's at school collecting his stuff, 
because he obviously can't like teach anymore. And Kelly Van Ryan confronts him and says like very theatrically <laughs> in front of the entire school that he ruined her life. And she's like, she's like, now my mother has to take money from my fun to pay you. I fucking hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you piece of shit. I hate you. Hate you. <laughs> Which like, okay, yeah, I guess I feel like I kind of get it now. Like that was so melodramatic. It's like she did that really loud in front of the whole school so they would see. Yeah. You know. Um and where am I? Uh and this is like, by the way, we're getting into like the sexual thriller part of the movie. Because yeah. the beginning of it is just thriller, and then it just becomes so sexual out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, this is like porn now, which I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when Mr. Lombardo arrives at his motel, he sees that his door is open, and there's these muddy, like, baby doll shoe footprints leading to his bathroom. So Kelly Van Ryan is standing in the mirror with a towel. This is so dramatic. She's holding a towel and it looks like she is a a gun under the towel. Like she's holding it like a gun. Nobody would ever hold anything like this. Yeah. Um, it's completely unnatural. It's amazing. And she's like, So, how much did you get? And she's like, Tell me. And she like nudges the whatever is in her hand into his like stomach. And he's like, You know how much we got. And then she rips the towel off and it's a bottle of champagne. Surprise. Surprise. And she jumps on his shoulder. <laughs> and she says, we screwed the bitch. And jumps on his yeah. shoulders. <laughs> um, and then emerges Susie, who says, how much is eight and a half million divided by three? And... So then another plot twist, Susie's in on it too. Yeah, like, holy shit. This is like the best part of the movie too. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, and it's like, not only that, they're all fucking. Yeah. Like they're all, they're in this weird, re- he's in a threesome, like thruple relationship. A thruple. With two a thruple before a thruple was a thing. Yeah. And two, like the two girls in the thruple are also like dating separately. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, no. <laughs> so they decide that after tonight, like they're never going to be able to be seen again together. Never um, again together. <laughs> but that's after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's immediately obvious that Nev Campbell has a no nudity clause in her contract because Denise is basically Denise is getting fucked. Like Denise is being finger banged, and she's like her whole like this is denise's scene of having sex on camera and nev just so happens to be there yeah nev just like in the background yeah drinking a lot of champagne Uh uh-huh she does do the iconic scene though where she pours the champagne on denise richards oh yeah yes yes a lot of close-ups of denise denise's boobs um there was a Fun fact about Denise Richards' boobs in this movie. And Tell me everything. <laughs> just that there was a lot of back and forth, like hours and hours of conversation about um, her boobs. Because um, between lawyers, it was like <laughs> story bir- story birds, storyboards of her breasts were like passed around between oh the lawyers, the producers, and the director. Mm. 
see what she would be okay with revealing. And in the beginning, it was it was agreed upon that they would just film one breast, and then they eventually agreed to film both. Why would they film one breast? I don't know. Maybe they would do like a side. So like only her left boob is like shown, but they eventually, I guess Denise was like, ah, just do it all. You know, I was like reading about like one of the, uh, one of the like unspoken weird creepy things about Hollywood that nobody ever says is that like when they film sex scenes, like, like the directors obviously can like keep this footage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every female actress who has done an explicit sex scene most likely has like a tape of it that like floats around Hollywood because there's an unedited raw version of it on camera. Like what are they going to delete the film? Yeah. Never thought about that. I know. Isn't that weird to think about? (laughs) It's smart to be Nev. Yeah, I know. The only thing you see this whole movie is her back. Her back. I know. Just that her taking her shirt off and you're like, oh, she's going to, you know, join in, but you Mm -hmm. never do anything. And Nev is doing that thing that they do in movies with champagne where it's like, she's like drinking it like it's a nectar. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's literally mother's milk. Like she's like wiping all over her face to get every ounce of the bubbles into her mouth. Like sensually drinking champagne. That's a very 90s thing too. It is such a 90s thing. And I will say that I think that's why I like champagne so much probably. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they make it look so glamorous you know they really do i'm just picturing you like at like alone quarantined and like drinking champagne like nev like pouring it all <laughs> in your hands exactly <laughs> you know <what> I mean. <laughs> um and like when you remove yourself from this movie it is really fucking weird. like as a young person watching this i'm watching three grown-ass adults do things that i'm not allowed to know that happen but, like, at 31, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he's fucking two students. This is crazy. Yeah. Also, in that scene, I, this never comes up again, and I kind of always I always thought that maybe it would, like, come back in the end to, like, get him. But, like, when he – sorry, this is a little bit graphic. But when he, like, takes her underwear off mm-hmm. and then he puts it in his pocket. Yeah. I was like, ah. It was like – very uncomfortable but i thought maybe like that would come back at some point like oh i don't know yeah because he has her underwear but like it never comes up again it was just a scene that they used and she he just put her underwear in his pocket and that was that well they zoom in on it like it is gonna i mean even when i watched it last night i was like oh like is that something i forgot like they're gonna yeah Susie's gonna use her underwear or something yeah like yeah it was just like a weird thing but i i think that it's almost like because never in this whole movie is Denise wearing a uniform. No. And she just so happens today to be wearing, like, li- lo- Lolita socks. Lol- and little Mary Janes. Mary Janes. A plaid skirt that's, like, super short and, like, a tied-up, like, she's wearing a school, a ba- like, the baby warmer time costume. Yes. To the T. Like, head to toe. So it's, like, so weird. Like, just a like hammer home like she's an underage student yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know and those are the moments where you're reminded that this movie was intended for the male gaze like that's just and not the gaze the male gaze the male gaze (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so the police are now trying to figure out 
what the motivation was from everyone involved. And Kevin Bacon confronts Kelly Van Ryan as she sensually exits <laughs> a swimming pool. Can we talk? <laughs> this scene is actually, for me, the most iconic scene. I feel like, I don't know why, but like the way that she comes out of that pool, which by the way is like the high school swimming pool. <laughs> Can we talk for a second about bathing suits? I I have questions for you. That is not. Can we talk about bathing suit fabrics? Because I have a couple questions for you, if you don't mind. What? All women wear bathing suits like that that show our boobs as soon as it gets wet. Was the lining cut out of that bathing suit? 100%. Okay. No lining at all. (laughs) It's like the minute it got wet, it was completely see-through. I was like, wait. But it's Speedo brain. I don't get it. Yeah, it was completely see-through. And when she gets up out of the pool, she, you know, obviously pushes her, arches her back, yeah. chest out. And it was just like, well, there it is. Yeah. I mean, this is like the peak of, you know, it's so funny. Aside from like the scene before where like they literally do show her ass. This is the peak of like boobs being a thing still. Yes. Like, yes. Implants being like a thing, like a sexy thing. This whole movie is about boobs. There's no <laughs> like real butt moments, really. Nobody cares. And yeah, like she like gets out and like arches her back so crazy to turn her whole chest towards the camera. And there, her boobs look amazing. I mean, Denise Richards has to have the top five best boobs of all time in Hollywood. Uh, they really are amazing. Amazing. And you know, um, I always think about when you did the podcast about her. Mm-hmm. Um, when I always think about that, um, how she got her boobs done and they like just like tricked her twice. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I, for- I forgot about that. <laughs> Hi, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right. And they're like, yeah. So, like, this is like her, she had like just gotten them done again, like right before this movie. And this is when they're like massive. You know, it's weird, though, because they don't sit up, like, big, fake, rock-hard 90s boobs. They kind of, like, sag. Thin, like, Carmen Electra boobs. They, I know. Yeah. You know, they Which look good. They, they look great. <laughs> I think that's why they look so good, because they don't look, like... Yeah, they did a... The doctors did a good job. Yeah, the doctors that tricked her. The doctors that, yeah, <laughs> lied and said they are going to make them smaller, made them bigger. Did a great job. <laughs> Um, so he, he, like, asks her what their game plan is, and, like, if they're planning on just, like, sailing off into the Caribbean together, and, uh, she, of course, like, pretends to not know what he's talking about, but it's, like, very obvious that she's shook, she, like, runs away from him, and this is interesting, so then in the next scene, he pays Susie a visit, who, of course, is smoking a joint on the dock, because what else does Susie do all day? Yeah. And Kevin Bacon tells her that Sam Lombardo has just transferred money um, to a private account that has names on it that you can't see. And he also says that uh, Mr. Lombardo put money down on a boat, which he knows involves her because she likes to sail, um, which is very important later as well. And he also put money down on like a beach property. But he basically like lets her know, I know what's going on. And it's at this point, I think that you realize Kevin Bacon is like particularly abusive to Susie in a way that he isn't to Kelly yeah like I thought he was gonna 
like hit Kelly at the pool, but I guess maybe he didn't because there are people around. But even still, every time he interacts with Susie, he like beats her up. Basically. Yeah, he's very like threatening to her. Yeah. Face. He like choked her up against the wall. Yeah. And uh, like grab like twisted her wrist. Um. Wait, is this the scene? Oh, wait, I wrote this down. <laughs> When Kevin Bacon goes, you don't have shit. You never had shit, and you never will have shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because Kevin Bacon is playing this like detective from the '30s in this movie. <laughs> like he's like walking around with like a pamphlet, like a little tiny tablet, and like a pencil all day. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like I don't know who he thinks he is. Um. But he apologizes to her about her friend, Davey, uh, who has now been mentioned twice. And he tells her that he's sorry for how it worked out, leading you to believe that he was somehow responsible for the death of, the possible death, because they haven't really confirmed that, mm-hmm. of this kid. Um, but we don't really know the story behind it yet. Um, so Susie immediately calls Sam, of course. He doesn't answer. So she speeds over to Kelly Van Ryan's house and her beetle. And she's, of course, followed by Kevin Bacon. And when Susie gets there, Kelly calls Mr. Lombardo on. I have to tell you, I used to think that this phone. Uh, Troy? <laughs> notes. Like... The phone Denise uses in the pool scene is outrageous. <laughs> That's my notes. <laughs> it is the biggest phone. It's unbelievably huge, but it's cool. But it's cool. It's still cool. If I, I would like kill for that phone in the 90s. It's like slate gray. And then it has this neon yellow band that goes in the middle of it. And then the band turns into, I mean, it literally is an industrial antenna. Yeah, it's massive. (laughs) It like goes into the sky and it's neon yellow. It's so pretty. But she's talking on this big, huge, giant like pool phone. Maybe because it's a pool phone that can get wet or something. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just assume. Um, but she tells him basically that Susie's like freaking out and he tells her to calm down. He's like, calm Susie down. Like, you have to calm her down because you're the strong one. And another thing I think this movie does a really good job of is establishing like exactly how obsessive Kelly Van Ryan actually is with him. Yes, she's obsessed with him. She's like crazy and like, we see her give Susie these, like, really menacing looks when they have moments together that don't involve her. That's, like, kind of passive. Like, you'd have to, like, clock it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Lombardo obviously knows it. And it feels like he's discovered that, like, playing into her ego basically will get her to do whatever he wants. Like, you know, playing into her ego being, like, his favorite. Yeah. Like, above all things, she's the favorite. Susie is somebody that they're like just carrying along until the end and they're gonna be like married one day basically yeah I mean the way that she even says things like I love you so much I miss you so much and he's always like yeah I love you too mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh, this isn't gonna end well he's like just be my good girl okay yeah, like, be my good girl he says that okay. I know she's like oh. all right Ugh, eek. um so Mr. Lombardo tells, do you like, oh, I'm literally specifically calling him Mr. Lombardo. I know. We're both, we're both brainwashed by him. I'm like, I want to be his good girl. Um, <laughs> I'm his favorite, me. 
the audio cuts to me like drowning you in a pool. (laughs) 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 So Mr. Lombardo tells the girls that they need to lay low and that he purposely put down or put a down payment on um, all this stuff, like the boat and the house, because he wants the cops to think that he's just like this guy who got a bunch of money and is out spending and like having fun and being normal. Which is hilarious because the stuff that he's buying is so obvious, like a a property on a remote island and like a boat to get away. Like that's like the only thing that he bought so far. Yeah. <laughs> like secluded island property. Like, okay. Um, and then in the second most iconic scene in the movie, I mean, I guess it would be debatable. Some pop some people would probably say this is the most iconic scene. Yeah, I I still think that the the other scene's more iconic. This scene, though, is the one I think that had everybody talking more so than anything else. Yeah, for sure. This was like the uh, the video music award, like, clip, you know? Yeah. Yes, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kelly Van Ryan and Susie are fully arguing, and Susie's freaking out. Arguing, yes. Okay, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by arguing, you'd be choking. Yeah, um, I'm so excited right now. So Susie's freaking out, and Kelly asks her if she, she says, uh, begin quote, she says, are you retarded? I just brain dead from breathing, I'm sorry. She says, are you retarded or just brain dead from breathing fumes out there in the swamps? That is literally the most evil fucking thing. First of all, A, that's what you and I say about Brittany Cartwright every day on the phone. <laughs> no. We would never use the R word though. No, just the just the swamps and the fumes. Yes. <laughs> we do kind of talk about her like she's Susie. I know. We're very we're not nice to <laughs> no. But like that is so fucking mean. The <laughs> the swamp fumes, my God. Um so then Kelly makes the mistake of touching Susie's shoulder, which she doesn't know is her trigger yes so touch her any nev campbell any nev campbell fan knows you don't touch her shoulder ever <laughs> billy loomis's mom can tell you that <laughs> oh so they get into this like melodramatic like literally like titty jiggling slap fight in the pool that results in kelly screaming you cunt in yeah. the most like Denise Richards has the greatest scream voice I've ever heard. Because <laughs> it's like deep. Yeah, it's it's a yes, it's a good, <laughs> very intense. You cunt! <laughs> so she tries, and like who fights like this? So she grabs the back of Susie's head and starts literally drowning her. Drowning her. <laughs> drowning her in the pool. Like it was the most like intense <laughs> fight. <laughs> You know what's so fucked up about it? Nev isn't fighting back. She's like running away. And then yeah, Denise terrified. chases her. First of all, they're chasing each other in kind of slow motion because they're in a pool. Yeah. So they keep stopping to ch- to like chase, which the camera shows for some reason. Yeah. They have these really slow chase moments. And then she like gets her and starts drowning her again. Like Nev is literally running away. Yeah. Um, so then she drags Susie's body over to the pool steps and she discovers that instead of fighting back, Susie's whimpering and trembling. It's like, yeah, because you keep drowning her. Yeah. She's like, she's oh. Scampering. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you're scared. And she's like <laughs> turned on by that. 
or yes. something. Extremely turned on by it. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Susie's hair's all in her face. <laughs> she can't see anything. She's like, it's like, you know, if you almost drown. Yeah. It was Netflix, like, it was very real. Yeah. Yes. Which I can't breathe. I'm not trying to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so she like moves her hair out of her face after she discovers it's fear. And uh, they touch each other's cheeks, and then Nev like sucks Denise's finger. Yeah. Denise sucks sucks Nev's finger, and it leads to them having sex in her pool, which is like, I mean, I know every time I get into a knockdown drag out fight like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, of course, you guys are in a pool. Of course. I I know. the whole time this is happening yeah (laughs) bacon is filming it he's filming two 17 year old girls have sex yeah (laughs) going i knew it yeah got him (laughs) (laughs) and like again you know this movie is uh, of course not in trying to not trying to reinvent the wheel but like it is like the sexuality that's displayed in this movie is fascinating. This is 1998. Like, this is the peak of, like, teen romance comedies. Do you know what I mean? Movies that, like, Nev Campbell and Denise Richards would be cast in. Like, this is, like, if this was two older women playing these roles, like, it would be no big deal. Probably wouldn't even, it wouldn't be anything. But this is, like, two teen movie queens in this, like, sexual noir film. It's crazy. It really is. We're talking, like, the girl from Party of Five, right, is doing this movie. It's just, it's like unbelievable. Still unbelievable. I know. Still shocks me. <laughs> and I love this. Kevin Bacon like brings his child porn tape to the police station, <laughs> thinking that they'll all want to watch it on the big screen. Like yeah. he puts it on the, <laughs> puts it like on the TV for everybody to watch the like chief or whatever walks in and he's like turn this off like what are you doing um and it's established at this point that the cops are no longer interested in this case like it's closed um it's done with like they've come to an agreement and the cops are afraid that uh mr lombardo or susan van ryan will sue them especially now because mr Lombardo's like rich too you know so he can like yeah. sue them um and he's like, why do you have a tape of two kids having sex? Like, what is happening? And in the next scene, Kelly Van Ryan and a wasted, this is like one of my favorite scenes, um, <laughs> a wasted Susie drive to the beach and uh, they want to look up at the stars. And uh, Mr. they're like in a relationship now. They're yeah, like, now they're dating. Dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are now dating. Mm-hmm they're like really comfortable with each other they're being really really flirty and uh mr lombardo like or they so they go to the beach and that's like laying down and kelly goes back to the car to get a blanket and mr lombardo just like appears out of nowhere like really creepily standing next to her head and he's like hey Susie, i wanted to see he was like already in the swamps like in the fucking everglades like he came out of the bushes He's like, I wanted to spend one more night together. And she's like, what? Um, but it's really obvious something bad is about to happen. They're both being super weird. Mm-hmm. And she's like hammered. Um, 
so when Kelly goes to the car to get the blanket, you see a scene of this wine bottle being raised up in the air. This is like beautifully shot, by the way. Yeah. Because it's really, really, really intense, but you literally don't see anything. You don't see anything. You just see the blood. It's so good. And like wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and teeth flying or whatever. Um, <laughs> so for a few moments, they make you think that he's also going to kill Kelly too because he's like walking towards her with this like music playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they end up together putting Nev's body in the backseat of her mom's uh, Range Rover. And we see Nev's face. We see that her teeth are, her two front teeth are, per- first of all, the most iconic thing about her face, but her two yeah. front teeth are now pulled out mm-hmm. and she's allegedly dead. Yeah, she's <laughs> wrapped up in plastic. Mm-hmm. Like they show you to make sure like that you see this is Nev's body. They picked her up. She's in the car. Yeah. Um, so when the cops show up to check on Susie, her mom tells them that she hasn't been to school and can't graduate because of how much time she's missed. And uh, in the next scene, Mr. Lombardo's sailing student, Jimbo, from the beginning of the movie, takes Kevin Bacon to where Susie was killed. And apparently Susie liked to hang out in that area with Sam at night or something. So Sam or just hang out there? Yeah, I didn't get that either. Or if it was like hang out with me. Like, did he mean like me and her go come here? Yeah, I didn't get where Jimbo like fit into that part. I didn't either at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Jimbo's friend besides Mr. Lombardo? I know. <laughs> but anyway, he fit, he served a purpose and he led Kevin or Kevin Bacon to the scene of the crime. Yeah, and I love that that Jimbo's like, he's like, I want to be a sailor, just like Mr. Lombardo. And Kevin Bacon's like, if you haven't realized, like, he's kind of not, like, it's all fake. And then he yeah. looks distraught. Like, his dream of being yeah, Mr. Lombardo's. I know. Yeah. I know. It was, like, sad. He's like, Mr. Lombardo never had to work for anything in his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Like, he went to school in a, like, an oh, athlete. Oh, athlete. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know anything about sailing. It's all fake, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> follow another dream i know <laughs> like, just let the kids sail and then he's like you better just get the bus from here yeah he did oh, <laughs> it's like kevin are you in like 1920s manhattan i know are you or are you in blue bay 1998 like pick one <laughs> or, or are you blue bay um so as he's like searching the area he does find uh, Susie's teeth and he finds blood splatter on an old boat that's been washed up and uh, he also told the police chief that um, you know oh, the police chief the police chief also told him when he like presented the evidence that he's no longer allowed to be working on this case so now Kevin is rogue um, yeah and Kevin <laughs> sorry go ahead no that was <laughs> so Gloria who, by the way, I don't think they, like, say Gloria's name the whole movie. Yeah, maybe once. Maybe, like, Kevin Bacon's character says it. Here She's the only person that I had to look up on <laughs> IMDb to see what her name was. Um, but, so she goes to Mr. Lombardo's hotel to spy on him. And Kelly Van Ryan calls him from her pool house to tell him how scared she is because she thinks that they're going to get caught. 
and we are now approaching like the climax of the movie, uh, which honestly never disappoints. I know. I am always rocked by it. Every time. Every single time. I'm like, you clever girl. <laughs> um, so Marcel Lombardo catches Gloria peeping through his window and invites her in because he wants to show her Kelly's school file. And um, it's obviously he like wants to seduce her. He's going to try and sleep with her or whatever. So that he can like brainwash her with his amazing dick, which is what he does to everybody. And he tells her that Kelly has a history of violence against her mom and a female student that she was having a sexual relationship with, which is presumed to be Susie. Susie. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say, we think it's Susie, right? (laughs) Yeah, which like, at this school, I don't know, who knows? Um, He almost seduces the cop into sleeping with him because you can't, I mean, like, even in that scene, like, he's not even making eye contact with the camera, he's looking at her. And I'm still, I get goosebumps. I'm like, my God, they couldn't have chosen a better person to play this role. Do you know that the role was originally given to Robert Downey Jr.? Excuse me? Yes. And he was signed on to do it. And then he was in, like, just getting clean at the time. And the insurance, like, wouldn't cover him. So they had to drop him. And that's when they got Matt Dillon. Can you imagine it being Robert Downey Jr.? Whoa. Ugh, I don't like even thinking about that. I know. I don't like it. The only thing I could see him doing in this movie is being like the silly lawyer. Yeah, I know. Right? I, exactly. I know. I know. It's weird. Or like police chief or something. Yeah, I can never, I can't like picture him doing that. Being job. like so smoldering and so beautiful that every woman yeah. can't help but just throw all caution to the wind. Like, no. Yeah. Like, I'll throw away my career for him. Yeah, like, no. Um, so Gloria ends up, or so his taxi comes as they're, like, about to touch lips, and he has to leave, and he, like, knows what he just did, like, he knows that that was, like, probably gonna happen, that they weren't gonna end up sleeping together, he totally just, like, fucked with her brain, and, like, left her sitting there, um, so she leaves and immediately calls Kevin Bacon and tells her, or she, he tells her, that the blood on the boat was, uh, in fact, Susie's, and that they were Susie's teeth. So, Kevin Bacon shows up to the Van Ryan mansion and demands to be let in at the gate, which I thought was, like, super weird, that he just, like, pushed the button and said, like, hey, let me in! And then the the doors are like, immediately, no questions asked, nobody responded back, they just opened the gate. Um, So he breaks into the pool house where Kelly is hiding, and they have like a shadow fight behind the door. Um, so all you can hear is that there are three gunshots that go off. We hear two from what sounds like, it sounds like a bigger gun. And then there's one from like a handgun. So you could tell that it was like two different guns. And the next thing we know, he like kicks the door open and falls to his knees, his shoulders shot. Um, her, her mom comes out and she's like, what? What's going on? Kelly, Kelly? um and then he tells the police that he was there to protect her he of course gets fired and they also established that as it stands right now Susie was murdered those were her teeth yes and kelly was the murderer um so as of right now kelly van ryan murdered Susie. so 
cut to Mr. Lombardo on the beach in paradise. He's like enjoying a book. He goes back to his villa and um, he hears the shower running. My, my throat's closing, so you may have to. Um, so <laughs> he like opens the shower, whatever, to see what's going on. And, and you it's, don't know who it's going to be. It's like somebody's in the shower. He's clearly nervous. It's very reminiscent of the scene where he's in the ho- motel room. Yes. You know, he sees little footprints. You know, somebody's in there. Yeah, because it could be anyone in this movie. Who it's going to be. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> it is a partially erect Kevin Bacon standing in the shower. In a steamy shower. And it's like, I'm not going to say that I've ever like, well, I won't say that I ever haven't lusted for Kevin Bacon. I mean, like, Friday the 13th Kevin Bacon I love. Yeah. You know? But it's like, obviously Kevin Bacon is the first person that comes to mind when you're like talking about hunks or whatever. Um, But my God, like he, his body was like so good. It was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Like his, his dick was like pretty good. I was like, huh. Yeah. It was very good. Good for you. Yeah. And obviously that was probably, I mean, nobody knew that was coming. We all knew that it was like a sexual thriller Nev and Denise were going to have, you know, scenes together and it was going to be, you know, again, very sexual, but this was shocking. Yeah. For 1998, even now, quite honestly. Even now. Yeah. Celebrity. I mean, Kevin Bacon might not be A-list now, but he definitely was then. And like to see full frontal from a male star was unbelievable. Yeah, this was, like, transcendent for me, like, as a kid. Because it's, like, I mean, in the 90s, like, the, if you saw gay people in a movie, it was, like, the birdcage, you know? Yeah. It wasn't, like, or if it wasn't the birdcage, if it was something serious, it was something, like, I don't know. It wasn't, yeah, like, it wasn't mainstream like this, like, with two, like, with all these really big actors in it. And, like you said, like, it's Kevin Bacon. And... I don't know. It's just like seeing them have this like full blown conversation, extremely intimate, um, where he's fully naked. And then you factor in that everybody in this movie is fucking. There aren't really like any normal boundaries in this movie, like the traditional boundaries of like a whodunit or anything. Like none of those are here. So you assume like he's like in his shower in his villa. And he's, like, super comfortable. It just feels like they have had sex. And also, I don't know if this is just because, like, he knows he's going to, like, hurt, he's going to kill him. Spoiler alert. But, -hmm. like, Matt Dillon is also, like, very, like, almost sort of, like, submissive to him in a way that he isn't to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely implied that they were very comfortable with each other. Like, there was definitely a relationship happening. Yeah. It definitely felt like, and again, so shocking because you're like, wow, they were in on it this whole time. And it seemed at the time when you're watching that scene, I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty much the end of the movie, but there's still like 10 more twists. Um, At that time, you're like, wow, it was like these two were kind of the lovers, the real lovers, and they were using these girls. Like, it's not said, but it seems implied to me. It's implied. And, like, a lot of people feel that way. So it has to be 
it's it's convoluted. It's it's interesting because it's like like we've been saying the whole time. This is a movie like meant for men. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't like hold back and wanting you to know that this is like a movie to make guys like you know ogle at fucking Denise Richards boobs. But then there's like this moment where it's like yeah. whoa, like you know, it's a whole another thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's see, where am I in my notes? Um. So Susan from Ryan is obviously fucking Sam Lombardo. Now it's established that her daughter is fucking Sam also. Sam is fucking all of his students. And it's no big deal. Susie and Kelly are in a full-blown lesbian relationship. So again, like we said, there's no reason to believe that these two, I think it's we're supposed to assume that these two are like at least hooking up. Yeah. That they're gonna like run off with this money together. So um, and I do I will say that I believe if this was released like, you know, this year, like a like yeah, last year, that would be such a focal point definitely such a huge focal point it'd probably be way less about like the the like young girl on girl action and it probably fitting in with like what's going on right now it would be everybody would be turned on by these two guys definitely and um a piece of trivia that i read on imdb um was that kevin bacon and matt Dillon were supposed to actually have like a shower scene together in the movie. <laughs> yeah and it was supposed to be like they were showering together and they kiss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, of course at the time, like movie producers were like, no, take that out. Like take that scene out. We're not doing that. If it was made today, it would absolutely be in the movie and probably make it 10 times better. For sure. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I feel like that confirms it then. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely confirms it. Wow. 20 years of a... Uh of the will they won't they and not know that they will yeah um <laughs> and they did <laughs> so it's established that kevin bacon and mr lombardo have been working together this whole time kevin comments on kelly van ryan shooting him on in the arm and mr lombardo says quote kelly was only supposed to be framed um kevin also brings up Susie being uh legend by the wine bottle so as it stands currently, this entire thing was cooked up by these two. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Lombardo tells Kevin Bacon that um, it'll only take, like, he said he's supposed to get his money immediately. But then he says, actually, it'll take a couple days for this money to transfer. Like, yeah. I already called and I checked. So in the meantime, just, like, come out on the boat with me. And, like, of course, it's like they have this, like, this romantic boat moment. Like, of course, like, yeah. God, it wasn't all in my head. Wow, that feels really good to know. Yeah, no, it was not. Um, so then Kevin Bacon looks like super obviously sketched out. He's like, okay. But then <clears throat> decides to throw caution to the wind and, you know, throw on a fish-themed shirt and oh, pop a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> throw his beer in a koozie. <laughs> and uh, set sail. Um so then, like, while they're on the boat, Mr. Lombardo asks Kevin Bacon to help him with a jammed line. Basically, he wants him to lean over the side of the boat. All the way over. <laughs> He's, like, lower. Literally, his feet are in the air. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, lower. He's, like, tug lower. water. Lower. <laughs> He's, like, tug that line and see what it's stuck to. He, of course, gives the boat this, like, really hard turn and knocks Kevin Bacon off the boat into the water. And Kevin is able to climb back onto the boat by the rope. And they have, like, I think it's, like, a, a 
a, a boat tool fight. Right? Yeah, because they have that little the hand thing. Is that what he said it was? Whatever. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I know boat. <laughs> I just wrote down handle. I know that that's not what he called it. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> They're like fighting with like boat accessories. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then out pops a 90s chic blonde like Chris Jenner wig wearing Susie. Mm-hmm. Turns out not dead and also turns out cleans up real good. Mm-hmm. The wrong and all. She's in like a bathing suit like She's got this crazy wig on. I mean, it literally is like, like, it's like a 70s looking like um, Florence Henderson yeah, wig. Florence Henderson wig. <laughs> like, it's very mature for a gal leaving high school. It was an, it was an interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what will show her progression that she's yeah. smart now? A blonde pixie. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, before Susie shoots Kevin Bacon overboard, she, sh- well, she shoots him in the leg with a spear. And then before she shoots him overboard, Mr. Lombardo says, you know, you really shouldn't have killed Kelly and you shouldn't have killed that, that boy out there in the Everglades. What was his name again, Susie? And she Davey. goes, Davy. <laughs> I feel like I say that with her every time I watch the movie. I know. Davy. so it's confirmed that kevin bacon not only put Susie in jail but he murdered her friend it's also confirmed that kelly was not meant to die they were all going to uh basically they were going to frame her for murder let her go to jail but she wasn't going to die um which i'm obsessed with like i love that that was like her actual outcome is that Sam was going to just like have her in prison for the rest of her life yeah like he's such a good guy like, holy shit. I know. Uh, <laughs> and then Kevin Bacon's partner, Gloria, goes back to Susie's house to speak with her mom about Susie's relationship with Kevin Bacon. And she says that they used to come, he used to come around a lot. And he had a thing going, basically with this, like, prostitute that worked up at the Everglades. And Susie's best friend, Davey, like, fell in love with this prostitute. And then one day he went to go visit her and he caught Kevin Bacon beating her up. So he got involved. Kevin Bacon killed both of them. Susie knew. And then he put Susie in jail. Right. Um, so then back on the boat. he could. Yeah, just because he could. Because he's a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. And like, how fucked up is that? Like, I mean, every time I feel so bad for like, for Nev. I know. Um, she went to... Jail for like what? What was it? Six months or something? Yeah. It's a long time when you're at 17. Yeah. Good God. It's a big portion of your life. Yeah. Um, so back on the boat, Susie and Mr. Lombardo are like enjoying a cocktail because everybody's murdered that needs to be murdered. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Lombardo is afraid to drink it because he thinks that she poisoned it. And she convinces him that there's no way that she could have poisoned it because she doesn't know how to drive, drive this boat. And it's like, if you've been paying attention, then you'll know that Susie's actually really good at boating and that uh, obviously something really bad is about to happen. Yep. Um, so she, of course, did poison him. And <laughs> she, like, hits him off the boat with, like, a pole. Some, like, boat shortcut happened that I'm not sure I understand fully. Like, let go. Yeah, exactly. She did something where... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the mast, like the sail, yeah, through the air and hit Mr. Lombardo in the face. You would think with all the below deck I watched that I'd be able to like shorthand <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Because I do, I am able to shorthand a lot of boat stuff now. But, like, I was like, what? Like, wh- why did that, how did she control that pole, like, violently swinging over like that? We're only just now watching Below Deck, like, sailboats, so. It's true. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me another couple years. Yeah. Um, so then in the final scene of the movie, Gloria notices that Susie's brother has a brand new Dodge 4x4 Magnum, whatever the fuck that means. I don't even know where I wrote down the whole truck. Too much. Um, <laughs> Jesus, year 1990, whatever. Yeah, Troy's a big car guy. Yeah, <laughs> really into trucks. <laughs> um, so he also has a boat attached to the back of his truck. So she comments on the truck and you know tells him like you know nice super expensive car like you guys live in a swamp, mm-hmm. and uh, he tells her that the boat was. She asks him if he's going to sell the boat, and he tells her that it was Susie's and that you know she's not going to need it now. And she responds that she had no idea that Susie was a sailor. She doesn't seem like the type that would know how. And he's, (laughs) this is like such a movie moment where he's like, yeah, like scratches his head. He's like, yeah, Susie got tested a little while, a few years ago. Like her IQ ended up being above 200. Said she's a real genius. (laughs) Okay. Said she could do anything she set her mind to. (laughs) (laughs) She could work out any plot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then the movie ends with these amazing, first of all, it, it ends with Nev Campbell in her wig on this boat, like sailing off with all the money. Yeah. And the movie really ends with these amazing, like, retellings of moments that we didn't get to see. Um, it's the best part. To me, this is the, this is like the reason that I rewatched the movie. Yeah. I always forget. I'm like, this, these are the best scenes in the movie. Yeah, I love it. Cause it, it like read, it like fills in all the gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, confusing. Like when you first watch, you're like, holy shit. So it, within the last 30 minutes of the movie, you think it's Mr. Lombardo and Kelly in it together. Then it's, mm-hmm. then it's Mr. Lombardo and Kevin Bacon in it together. And then it's, Mr. Lombardo and Susie in it. And then it's just Susie. And it's just like, this is insane. Like, there's so many things happening. How did this all come to be? And the credits just explain it all. You know, it's fun though, because it's like, the scenes that they show are moments that we did see, but it's just like, maybe a few minutes before. Or like, you know, when somebody like turns around, like what you didn't see, just like little tiny things that actually do add a lot. Um, there's one, uh, like, it turns out, like, so Susie, you know, blackmailed Mr. Lombardo into helping her because he had his nude photos. He had, he basically had, she had, like, photos of him having sex with Kelly and them doing coke together. So she, like, tricked him into doing it. So, Um, yeah, exactly. So it's, like, that, where she, it ties back to when she's in getting questioned by Bill Murray, and he's, like, you called Mr. Lombardo and he didn't, you know, he wasn't there. And you, she, she went to jail for six months. And the reason why he didn't answer was because he was in the hotel room with Kelly. Yeah. After dad died and they were doing coke and fucking. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's so good. Like, how do you even write a movie where you can keep up with all of that story? I know. It's amazing. Um, 
what's the other one? Oh yeah, there's a scene of oh well there's Susie there's a scene where Susie's like in the car with uh Sam and she basically like forces him to go on the to the bar and introduce himself to Kevin Bacon. Um there's a scene, the best one of the that's whole the thing. Plot, by the way. Like, Nev is the one that masterminds this whole thing because that's what they're showing in that end scene is she's in the car with Mr. Lombardo saying, he's going to be, he's going to do it. He's a dirty cop. Trust me. Go in, talk to him, and get this ball rolling. Oh, it's so good because then you see so, her being like a boss. Yeah. The whole time you think she's the one that they're just playing. Yeah. Her playing them the whole time. Well, she tested above 200. I mean, she's a genius. It turns out. <laughs> um, and my favorite one is the scene of her, she's like trying to get Sam to like pull her teeth out for evidence. And he's like too much of a pussy to do it. So she like snatches the pliers out of his hand and she's like, give me that. And she takes a swig of like Boom's Farm and does it herself, <laughs> which I love. Um, and and then it's like of course that's why they didn't show him beating her yeah it's just her screaming and the wine bottle going in the air because nothing was happening it's so good so good um there's a scene of like what happened in the pool house so kevin bacon punched denise richards in her stomach um they he broke she falls on the ground he broke the uh, gun cabinet with his elbow, took out a gun, shot her with it twice, and then took out his gun and shot himself in the arm from her angle to make it look like they had like this gunfight with like both of their guns. Um, and then in like what is truly the best scene of the movie, like the final final scene, yeah. Bill Murray can be seen like meeting with Susie on the beach and it turns out the entire last twist last twist final one the final one that they were working together and that like Bill Murray and Nev Campbell were like these secret masterminds together yep and they got the money in the end and then Bill Murray just walks off and says boy I hope I never make you mad <laughs> be good Susie yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is extremely effective it's funny it's fun it's like sexual it's silly it's campy like i really honestly don't it gives you everything that you want from a movie like this on such an extreme high octane scale yeah. it's so exactly. good and again it's like like you mentioned before the best part of it was like we're watching this as like preteens or and it's like it's got these people in it that are like big stars for us, like Ned mm -hmm. Campbell, you know? Yeah. Whereas you would never, that's the first time I've seen a sexual thriller that had like young people in it. And I mean that in the, in the best way possible, like all these other sexual thrillers tended to be like older, yeah, you know, just like older adults. And then you're watching one where it's like a high school crazy situation. I don't know, it was so effective for me. Yeah. Like it that impacted me very well and like it was uh it was again wasn't black and white wasn't straightforward there was no like good guy bad guy yeah and like everybody was bad basically. everybody was bad everybody we were all out to get each other mm -hmm. and like yeah i mean and even when this there is a movie like this that's like about like younger people it's like a, a sexual thriller on training wheels 
Yes. You know, it's not, this is like full throttle. Like it's hardcore. It, it like holds back nothing. So I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it doesn't age well. No. At all. Like, I don't know what it would look like to watch this movie as like an 18 year old and be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, nowadays in this yeah to today it doesn't it doesn't hold up but um but it's still a good overall a, a good movie yeah it's still really fun to watch i don't yeah. ever not enjoy watching this it's like you if you've never seen it you're gonna want to know who ends up with the money in the end of course yeah. you have to find out and even if you know it's still fun to go, like watch the journey of it being Susie and like knowing all the secrets and all the things like it's so fun to rewatch this movie and know what's happening in those scenes at the end yeah I completely agree and again like when I first watched this movie I would have never ever put money down on Susie because again the whole time they make it like she's the pawn she's just playing their game because she's she doesn't have any money and Mm -hmm. you know telling her oh we'll give you all this money if you just play along so you think that she is just you know and then you think she's dead, clearly, because you see her body yeah. you know, being carried away. And it's it's just so good. It was such a it's such a great twist. And it's like it it also <laughs> like for them to make you think that Kevin Bacon is the one who ends up with the money in the end is so like disheartening. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh him. And then he gets such a gratis like a, a what's the word? Like a satisfying death. Yeah. It's so good to like watch him because he dies like kind of the worst out of everybody. Yeah. Definitely. You know, it's so good. Oh God. Fuck wild things. I may watch it again. Who knows? I know. Also great name for a movie. Wild. Oh, so good. Great name for a movie. Great names in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm never going to not be able to say Kelly Van Ryan. I know. Kelly Van Ryan. Oh my God, Sam Lombardo. Sam Lombardo? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mr. Lombardo. <laughs> Davey. Um, well, do you have any like closing statements that you want to make about this movie before we uh, put, it, put it to rest? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just that it was great to rewatch it. Great to mm-hmm. revisit it. I haven't seen it in quite some time now. Probably like a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, it was amazing. It's always great to, to see my girl Nev, mm-hmm. um, in the nineties and her shining time. And, um, and I really, I wish Matt Dillon was on the scene more still to this day. Me too. My God, he is so beautiful. I know. No, no I know. Dr. Denise? Okay. <laughs> Are we a hater? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, Denise. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love my girl, Denise. Uh, yeah. Thank God for her in this movie. Um, her hair, by the way, I meant to mention this earlier, has never changed. Right? Oh, I know. I know. Like, color. Back to the same. And she's aged beautifully. Yeah. Um, yes. Much love for Denise. Uh, did she, was this movie before or after, um, the beauty pageant one. Dropped this is the year before. Okay, so two of her best films ever. That mm-hmm. and Drop Gorgeous. What a great time for her. 
again, would like to see her in more too, to be quite honest. Yeah. Maybe it's a cool thriller. Oh my God, like put her in a Lifetime movie, like yeah. a, a big, like one of those big premiere ones. Yes. You know, she'd be amazing. Oh, she'd be so good. Oh, we're rooting for you, Denise. Like, um, Aunt Becky role in Lifetime. Yeah. Oh, would love that for her. Yeah, me too. As a fun, like fun, sassy aunt. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, same. I mean, like, I don't know what, I don't know what else I could say. Like, it's just, this will always be in my top five of favorite sexual thrillers ever. Definitely. And the rewatchability on this is like beyond. Like, legitimately, I could watch it right now. And that's really saying a lot. Um, and yeah, and God bless Bill Murray. I'd like, yes, like, thank (laughs) you for being in this movie, Bill Murray, and thank you for like adding a lightness to this really weird, like, really weird, dark movie. Like, he was so funny, like, all of his little bits. I know everything was great about him (laughs) when he win the case and he rubs it all over his body, yes, and when he. When he gives the Van Ryans the finger out of the car. Yes, I kind of love it. And every time he rips his neck brace off, I die. Yeah. <laughs> I die. <clears throat> well, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this. I'm not sick, by the way. How dare you? That was not, <laughs> you guys, stop. We always that was, cough like that, okay, you guys? Yeah, you guys know that I have a manic cough. Or <laughs> manic? No, not manic. <laughs> chronic. You guys know that I have a chronic cough. I don't have coronavirus or whatever. But thank you for listening to this bonus episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And uh, Katie, thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for having me. So of a course. Fight from being locked away. <laughs> of course. This isn't the o- this isn't the only time that we'll do this. We're probably going to do it again. I hope that you guys enjoyed it for that reason. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.